What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Christ and Church podcast. Today, it's going to be an episode where you may feel uncomfortable. Uh, today is going to be an episode where it's going to be very vulnerable, very intentional. Uh, today, I want to go ahead and talk about the sin of pornography. Why? Well, it's because it's a, been a sin that I have struggled with with a lot of my life. I'll go ahead and get into that, my background. Um, it's a sin that has infiltrated the, the hearts of men and women in the church that no one really talks about. Um, it's a sin that continues to grow to this day that we need to stop. It's a sin that we need to personally look at um, and and overcome. And if it's not something you deal with personally, please share this episode with someone that you know that has reached out to you that struggles with, with this specific sin, right, with pornography. If you don't struggle with pornography, you may not know how hard it is to stop, how, how really difficult it is to get off your mind. Uh, personally, this is something that I have struggled with for a long, long time. Uh, to get into my background, it, it's, some, it's something that started in middle school. When I was in middle school, I went over to a friend's house. Uh, that friend had an older brother. Uh, and that friend had, um, his older brother had some magazines. Uh, that friend took me into that room and showed me those magazines. And that's the first time I was exposed to porn. Now, I wasn't looking for it. Um, but the devil does not care if you're looking for it or not. The devil does not care if you're a pastor or not. The devil does not care. He just wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And so at that point, I didn't know it then, but at that point, the devil exposed to me pornography. Uh, to me, that was something that I remember to this day because this sin has been so prevalent in my life. Uh, that was in middle school. I went, I go into high school feeling like pornography is just a part of my daily routine. To be honest with you, I looked at porn at least once a week in high school. Uh, pornography and even in high school was all over the place uh, in the in the boys' bathrooms. People would post, the students would post, uh, they would cut out um, magazines and they would they would glue it to the walls, the stalls of the bathroom. It was everywhere. And I feel like pornography, looking back at it, has been something that's been around me this whole time. Uh, even in this world today, you can see through commercials, you can see through TV shows, uh, even in kids shows. you got to be careful out there for all the parents out there. But yeah, even today, even in our main media. Uh, pornography or uh, people that are, are very exposed and not covered up. Uh, it's, it's just become something that's so normal. Um, so it's been crazy um, how how long I've struggled with this sin. Getting older, going into college, uh, watching porn still. Uh, even as a Christian, as when I gave my life to Christ, um, I still struggled with this sin. Uh, even when I got married. Uh, for those of you that think that once you get married, this sin is just going to go away, this temptation is just going to go away, that's a negative. That is not true. That's a lie. When you get married, if anything, it gets even harder. Or if anything, it just becomes more noticeable. And it, it will cause uh, your marriage to struggle. Um, and so it's something that I have overcome. This sin is no longer, I can honestly say that this sin is something that I no longer do. By the grace of God, thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Um, this is a sin that I have overcome, and I want to share with you some steps here today uh, to go ahead and overcome this sin, uh, just like I was able to. It's possible. Very, very hard to do, but it's possible. So today, I want to go ahead and get into the uh, the statistics, the biology, and the steps to overcome this sin. 
So again, for me, it started in middle school, went into high school, uh, went into my marriage, and uh, just not until recently that I was able to over really overcome the sin by watching some sermons, by actually practicing what these sermons have taught me. And uh, for those of you who don't know, um, there is a, a good sermon on this by Pastor Greg, excuse me, Craig Groeschel. I always say Greg. <laughs> His name is Craig Groeschel. Uh, it's called How to Quit Porn. He is from Life Church. It's on YouTube. Um, that has uh, been a very good, uh, helpful blessing to me uh, to go ahead and overcome the sin. So a lot of what he talks about in that sermon has, is a lot of what I have on my notes as well. Um, so check that, check out that sermon if you haven't. Uh, it's called How to Quit Porn, again, from Life Church. His name is Craig Groeschel. Very good, very good. Uh, again, very good sermon. I think it has like a, over a million views. So check that out. Uh, but today, I want to go ahead and give you some statistics to start off. For those of you who think that porn is not a big deal, for for those of you who think that porn is just something that, yeah, it's whatever, I want to go ahead and share with you some statistics that were done over the past three to five years. Uh, information has been gathered, uh, and I want to go ahead and share with you some stuff. So again, these are Christian statistics about porn. Most pastors, 57%, and youth pastors, 64%. Admit they have struggled with porn either currently or in the past. I'm going to read that again. Most pastors, 57%, and youth pastors, 64%, admit they have struggled with porn either currently or in the past. That's crazy. 41% of males that are Christian and 13% of females that are Christian from the ages of 13 to 24 are actively seeking porn at least once or twice a month. Wow. 21% of Christian men and 2% of Christian women say they think they may be addicted to pornography. That is crazy. Um, man, those statistics are, are really shocking. It's, it's also shocking how, how much churches don't talk about this sin, don't talk about porn in their sermons, or if they ever talk about it at all during, throughout the whole year. Uh, it's amazing to think that as well, right? Listening to these statistics, you would think pastors would talk about this, especially youth leaders. Um, youth pastors would talk about this to their, to their uh, again, to their youth groups. Uh, this is something that we need to talk about, plain and simple. This is something that we need to shed light on because if we don't talk about it, guess who's talking about it? The world. And the way the, we, the, way the world is now with the, the mainstream media, social media, uh, what it takes to be famous nowadays, right? Girls showing, exposing themselves, guys uh, working on their physical bodies just to go ahead and be glorified, stuff like that. It's just, it's just stuff that the, the main media wants to put out there and that your children, whether they're not looking at the main media, but they do have friends, they look at the main media. And if they're not getting it from church, they're getting it from the world or their friends, right? So we definitely need to go ahead and talk about this. We need to shed light on this topic. So those are some mind-boggling uh, statistics there. Um, now I want to go ahead and get into the negative effects. So why is it, uh, or why is it so important to talk about porn, right? Well, because there's a lot of negative effects. I want to pull up some negative effects here. So porn teaches that women are sexual objects. Porn teaches that men or women are just sexual objects. In other words, when you watch porn and you watch porn a lot, what it's, what it's rewiring your brain to do when you look at men or women is to just look at them as things and not people. 
They are just a thing that you want to have sex with. They're just a thing that you want to make out with. They're just a thing that you imagine them naked. You just want to go ahead and do what you want to do with them in your mind. They've just become objects, not people. And that is not what God intended. God intended to be to have sex in a marriage, in a marriage only, right? To just have sex in a marriage because it is something so sex again. And now I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Sex is not bad. We need to stop teaching that sex is bad. Sex in the good in the in the right context, sex is good, right? In marriage, sex is good. So forever, whoever heard a sermon that just tells you that sex is bad and you're gonna go to hell and so forth and so on and it's just a sin, sex in the right context, which is marriage, is good, right? But what porn teaches is that when you look at when you look at porn and what it teaches is that when you look at women or men, they just become things, not people. That's very, 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 very scary to think about. Porn can make noticeable changes in your everyday mood. Yes, porn can change your mood. Uh, studies have shown that porn can go ahead and char uh, cause you to be more irritable, more angry, more stubborn, and uh, more shameful or feel regret, I guess you could say. More angry, more irritable, right? More shameful or, or regretful. When When you live like that and no one else is obviously... Uh, we'll go ahead and get into that as well. But obviously, porn, no one knows you struggle with porn unless you share it. And we're going to go ahead and talk about that a little later. But that that's just to say is that no one knows you're dealing with these things. And when you lash out at people, right, you, you may be angry, irritable, right, regretful or shameful, right? So porn can definitely change your mood. Porn can also harm your sense of healthy sexuality. Regular use of porn can lead to feeling less aroused by your real-life partner. Wow. Porn can cause you to look at your married couple or your married spouse, I should say, and find them less attractive. What does that do? Well, that causes you to look at your significant other, your married spouse, and make them feel like they're not enough. When you make them feel like they're not enough, they're going to feel inadequate. They're going to feel hurt. Porn, I'll be honest with you guys and be vulnerable. Porn has stepped into my marriage. It is no longer a part of my marriage, but it has stepped into my early marriage. And it has hurt my wife tremendously. I can't tell you, I can't express the words to uh, to share with you guys how how negatively it has impacted my, my wife. And her mindset, and her feelings, it has, it, it will negatively affect your married relationship. You will no longer, if you continue to watch porn, you will no longer find your real life partner attractive. Because what you're doing, what you're doing in your brain is you're rewiring your brain that your spouse has to meet certain criteria, has to meet certain check the boxes for you to be aroused. It's causing you to alter how you look at your spouse because what you saw on porn. If they're not doing this, if they're not dressing this way, if they're not talking like this, if they're, again, you name it. It causes you to, uh, it causes you to treat your real life partner like, like someone that doesn't matter. Put it that way. Like someone that doesn't matter. Sex is intended to be in marriage and sex is intended to, to bring intimacy between you and 
and your wife or you and your husband, right? Between a married couple, sex is sex in a marriage is great. It's needed. It's 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 important for intimacy. However, when you look at porn, you're robbing your real life partner. You're 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 robbing your spouse of that intimacy, which can cause dysfunction in the marriage. And again, the enemy's plans to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? Porn. Literally, what porn specifically does is that it steals your sense of worth for your real life spouse or your real life partner. It steals their sense of worth. What does that do? It kills, right? It kills their their positive emotions. It kills their positive identity. And what does that end up doing? It destroys your marriage, causes divorce, right? So those are the statistics. Those are the negative effects. Now let's go ahead and get into the biology. So why is it so hard to quit porn? Well, is because when you watch porn and you masturbate, there's something that's called dopamine in your brain that gets released. Dopamine in your brain that gets released is like a feel-good sensation. So when you watch porn and you lust and you masturbate, that feel-good sensation is something that happens. Now, dopamine itself, again, I want to make a distinction. Dopamine itself is not bad. You can go ahead and get dopamine from other things, right? When you work out and you enjoy working out, you can get a sense of dopamine. Sure, right? Dopamine dopamine itself is not bad. However, how you get your dopamine could be bad, right? A good example, obviously, is porn. When you watch porn and you masturbate, you get a sense of dopamine. It's, it's a feeling that comes out uh, that, that you feel good, right? It's a feeling of uh, feeling good. Now, that being said, like I mentioned, you can get dopamine from good things as well, right? Dopamine itself is not bad. So what happens is, is that biologically, when you get that dopamine hit, you start to feel good and your body starts to crave it when you don't give it that, that dopamine or when you don't give it that feel good sensation. So there is a cycle I want to share with you guys. There's a, this is the cycle that I personally had to break myself. This is a cycle that needs to be broken for people that watch porn. The way it works is that you first, you, you look and you lust, right? You watch porn, you look, you watch porn, and you masturbate. Then there's a dopamine hit. After the dopamine hit, right, you start to feel, after you're done, you start to feel guilt and shame, right? Uh, that guilt is a prompting by the Holy Spirit that you should no longer be doing that anymore. And what the devil wants you to feel is just complete shame, right? You're not a child of God. You just watch porn. You're not a child of God. You continue to struggle with porn. The devil likes to just get in there and he just likes to go ahead and make you feel shameful and wants you to stay in shame, right? You're not a child of God. You've been struggling with this sin your whole life. God does not love you. If God loved you, he would take the sin away from you. If God loved you, he would go ahead and help you overcome the sin, right? Why is it that you haven't overcome the sin? Oh, maybe it's because you're not a child of God. The devil has literally told me those things, right? For those of you who struggle with porn that's a Christian, I'm sure you may have heard any of those things, which are, by the way, are all lies, right? So you look, you watch porn, and you masturbate, and then you get a dopamine hit, and then you feel guilt and shame. So that guilt and shame prompts you to try to stop. You try to stop. You do whatever you can to stop. 
your body craves the escape. So your body craves the dopamine again because you try to stop. It's been a week. Your body's craving that feel-good sensation. And what causes is that the devil comes in and we then lust and look again. And the cycle continues. The circle or the cycle continues. Now, I want to go ahead and give you some practical steps uh, steps, steps to go ahead and overcome the sin. Some practical steps, because that's again, that's a, that's what exactly what this podcast is made for, guys. To be honest with you, I'll say it and I'll say it again. I feel like God put this on my heart to start this podcast to give practical steps to those who are believers, for those who are Christians, to live a better Christian life. And I I would not be doing a good service if if I didn't talk about the sin and if I didn't give you steps to overcome the sin, how God has helped me. So number one, let's go ahead and get into the steps. There are four main steps. If you're taking notes, write these notes down. There are four steps that I want you guys to write down. Number one, you have to confess it. And I, this is the hardest one to do. This is the hardest step that I'm probably going to go ahead and give you, but it's the most important step. It's step number one. That's why it's number one. You have to confess your sin. This is a Christian podcast. Let's go ahead and go to the Bible, right? This is what we believe. This is what we put our trust and faith in. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Again, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We go and confess to God, right, so that we are forgiven, so that we have grace. Right? He gives us grace so that we can confess our sins to God so we can be forgiven. Right? Our forgiveness is not earned. We don't earn it. It's all by grace. Amen? It's all by grace. So we go to God and we confess our sins to Him for forgiveness. But look at what the Bible says. Confess your sins to each other so that you may be what? Healed. Yes, you need to tell somebody that you watch porn. Why? Because that's where the healing starts. You cannot heal this or stop this sin if you don't shed light on it. If you keep it in darkness, which is where porn happens most of the time anyways, on your phone late at night, it's one in the morning, you can't sleep, you want to feel good, your, your phone's right there, your laptop's right there, right? Let's be honest, it happens, right? Your phone's there, you can't sleep. Right? Or you have that channel on TV that you know you shouldn't have, but you have it anyways. right? And you can't sleep and you just masturbate to feel good. You watch porn because late at night in the dark, there's no one around. No one sees you. No one can judge you. So that's when you do it. right? In order to stop this sin, you have to confess it. You have to shed light on it. Now, if you don't have anyone to talk to about this, if you don't have a mentor, if you don't have a Christian leader you can go to, to confess this sin to, right? Obviously, try to find somebody. Just because you don't have anybody, don't just give up. Try to find somebody. Go to your local church. If you go to church, if you've been going to church, try to find a leader there that you can build a relationship with and someone you can confess this sin to, for sure, definitely. However, if you don't go to church or you just, you know, you're a Christian, you're brand new, you don't go to church and you're just trying to find a church, uh, shout out to Lighthouse, Lighthouse Church in East Lake. if you don't. You've never heard of it. Check it out. Um, Lighthouse Church in Eastlake. Um, but if you don't have anybody to talk to, please reach out to me, guys. 
please, please, please reach out to this podcast, um, Instagram, the Christ in Church podcast, Instagram page. Send me a message. Again, I know what you guys are going through. I've been there, guys. I've been there. I know what I know what it's like to try to confess the sin and you don't want to feel judged. You don't want to feel shamed. You don't want to put on a title. You don't want people to give you a title as that guy, as that as that Christian that watches porn, right? I, I've been there. I know what it's like. But you need to tell somebody. You need to share it. And preferably, again, if you if you don't have anybody, yes, reach out to me on my Instagram, on the podcast channel Instagram, and let me know. But it, it's better, my opinion, it's better to go ahead and do it in person, and it's better to go ahead and do it uh, with a leader that you know at church. This is the biggest step, and this is the hardest step, is that you do need to confess your sin to someone. Now, no, don't just confess your sin to anybody, right? Obviously, don't 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 confess your sin to someone that's just going to just going to go ahead and spread rumors and and not help you, right? And just make you feel horrible. Confess your sins to a leader, someone you really trust, someone that can help you and possibly be your accountability partner, right? Accountability partners go a long way. But you have to have that specific somebody, right? Or have that you should have somebody you really trust. Don't just tell anybody. So that's step number 1, confess it. Cuz you need to shed light on it. Because if not this Darkness will go ahead and help your sin grow. Your sin and darkness will continue to flourish, will continue to grow until you shed light on it. So confess it to somebody, someone you trust. Right? And obviously that goes to, obviously continue to pray and read your Bible for sure. Um, But yes, confess it. Number two, change your environment. Change your environment. So I want to go ahead and read another verse here. First Corinthians 6.18. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as, the, as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Run from sexual sin, it says. So this is to the church of Corinth. Uh, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Corinth saying, Run from sexual sin. In other words, do not wrestle with sexual sin. Do not wrestle with it. Do not go toe to toe with it. Do not try to be a a, a man or a, you know a strong strong woman or a strong strong man or you know the machismo. When it comes to sexual sin, the machismo goes out the door, guys. This is a sin that you cannot wrestle with. You will lose. You will lose. It's not even close. You will lose. Right? What did Joseph in the Bible do? Right, Joseph in the Old Testament. What did he do when somebody wanted to have sex with him? If you don't know the story, read the story, guys. Spoiler alert, he ran away. Right? He ran away. Somebody wanted to have sex with him, and he's like, no, I can't do this. Heck no. And he didn't be like, Joseph wasn't like, oh, you know what? Let's talk about this. Can we go into your bedroom and let's, let's, sit, on the, let's sit on the bed and let's talk about this? Can we just, can we dive this a little deeper? What do you mean you want to have sex with me? What are, what are you talking about? No. He didn't do that. He literally, the Bible says he ran, right? He, he ran in the opposite direction. That's exactly what we have to do. So when I talk about change your environment, I'm literally talking about this verse. Run, right? When you have the temptation to watch porn, get your phone. If you're at home, get your phone, put it in a drawer, get your laptop, put it in a drawer. Do not open that drawer. Go for a walk. 
change your environment. If you're being tempted in a certain location, walk away. Run away if you have to, right? If you're if it's late at night, you can't sleep, right? Read your Bible. Don't watch something you're not supposed to watch. Don't go on your phone and on Instagram and start following people you shouldn't be following or looking at photos you shouldn't be looking at, right? Don't open the door. But the Bible says to run. So once you get tempted, put your phone away, put your laptop away, turn off the TV, pray. Change your environment. If you have to, step out of your room. Go to the living room, right, where your phone's not at, where your TV's not at. Or where, where your laptop's not at, right? Change, literally change your environment. Run from where you are to a different environment. And that's what I mean by change your environment. Because you need to run from sexual sin. You cannot wrestle with the sin and win. You can't. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried to be like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and just browse the internet. And, and this is a long time ago when I was just like feeling like I had the sin under control. And I was just browsing the internet and I didn't care what popped up. You got to be careful. Right? Obviously, you got to set boundaries. Right? When you change your environment, you're setting boundaries. You're telling your brain, right? You're telling yourself, you know what? I don't, I don't, you know, it's not, it's not about being uh, a perfect, uh, you know, it's not about being the, the bigger man here. Like, I know running from sexual sin sounds weird. Like, running from sin, it sounds weird. Like, you're giving up. No, you're not giving up. When it comes to this specific sin, you have to run. You have to. It says it right here. Run from sexual sin. You have to. Because this 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 specific sin, again, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. There is no other way to conquer this sin. Right? There is no other way. You have to run from it. And by running... Right, I want to specifically say is to change your environment. Change your environment. Right? You're on your phone, you're on your laptop, whatever it may be, you're watching TV, turn off the TV, put away the phone, put away the laptop, and step outside. Go walk your dog. If you have a dog, go walk your dog. Go for a run. Go to the gym. Right? And I know it's like, oh, you're gonna go to the gym where people work out and um there's there's girls that work out and okay, yeah, don't go to the gym, right? Go for a run, work out outside, work out in your backyard. It's like don't don't create excuses. I'll be honest with you guys. You guys can't create excuses. Excuses are not going to get you anywhere. I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to be straightforward with you guys. Your excuses. God God don't care about your excuses, and the devil doesn't care about your excuses either. You really want to tackle this sin? You want really want to get over this sin? You're going to have to do stuff you've never done before, right? You're going to have to turn off your phone at 10 10 p.m. Or, or put your phone down, put your alarm to wake up the next morning, but just put your phone away at 10 p.m. You're going to have to. You're going to have to stop watching TV at 1 in the morning. You're going to have to, right? You're going to have to read your Bible more. You're going to have to pray more. You're going to have to do stuff that you've never done before. Sure, maybe you, maybe you will. But in order to go ahead and get results that you've never had, you're going to have to do stuff you've never done. Okay? Point number three. Or step number three, stay positive. This comes back to the whole shame thing. When you mess up, let's say you've done step number one, you confessed it. Number two, you change your your environment. You've been doing good. It's been it's been a month. This is for example. It's just, it's been a month. It's been one month since you've stayed pure. You haven't looked at porn. You haven't masturbated. You feel great. 
and then you mess up. I pray that you don't mess up. I pray, I pray, I pray that you don't mess up. But for every, for every, for all the humans out there, right? For all the Christians out there, they're human, because we all are. When you mess up, don't give up. Stay positive. Stay positive, right? Just because you messed up after one month, right? You slip up, something happens, you you just you mess up. You mess up, right? We all mess up. We're all human. Stay positive. And what I mean by this specifically is be careful of the shame that you're carrying. The devil, after being so, again, after, let's just, again, this is just for an example, but after one month, you've been so good, you've been doing well, you mess up. What the devil wants to do is just impart shame in your life and keep you in shame. But you have to throw that shame off. And you own up to your mistakes and you come to God and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I really am sorry. I don't want to I don't want to mess up like this again in the future. I notice right? Here's the thing. You need to notice what causes you tri- to trip up. And that's another thing, right? Understand that when you watch porn, usually it's not something you just you just do. Like, yeah, you can just do it, but usually most of the time something triggers you to watch porn. Find out what those triggers are, right? Find out what those triggers are. Obviously, if you go looking for it, you go looking for it just regardless. Okay, well, you're just looking for it, right? You need to stop that. But sometimes you're not looking for it. Something happens in your day and you just feel like you need to watch porn for some reason. What is it that triggered you, right? Be aware of those things as well. Find out what triggers you. But this whole stay positive thing is throw off the shame. Do not stay in shame. That's what the devil wants you to do is to stay in shame. And he wants you to go ahead and just give up. But don't give up, right? Stay positive. When you mess up, get back. Come right back. Come to God. Come to your accountability partner and figure out what happened. Why did you mess up? Don't just be, oh, I messed up. I messed up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Move forward. It's like, no, like, hold on. You messed up, but why did you mess up? Okay. How can we stop that from happening in the future? Right, and if this sounds like a lot of work, and if this sounds like something like again, you're just ah, oh, just oh my gosh, this sounds like so much, guys. Again, I'll be the first one to tell you, yes, it sounds like a lot, right? It sounds like you're gonna have to do stuff that's uncomfortable. Yes, you are, but it's worth it. But it's worth it. So stay positive. That's step number three. Stay positive. Sh- throw off the shame. Right. Find out what triggered you. And come to your accountability partner and, again, try to prevent that again in the future. So stay positive. Don't give up. And that leads me to my fourth and final step is to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. And, again, what I mean by this is that obviously it kind of goes connected with the stay positive thing. But keep moving forward, guys. If you mess up, you mess up. But keep moving forward. Don't don't start saying, oh, I'll never. Be careful what you say, what comes out of your mouth, guys, please. Please, 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 please be careful what you say or what you think, right? As a man thinketh, so is he, right? The Bible teaches us what we think, so we are. That the the power of life and death is in the tongue. When you say stuff like, oh my gosh, I messed up. I'm such a loser. I can't believe it. I'm never going to get over this sin. The devil hears it and God hears it. But what do you think the devil is going to do with that information? What what ammunition are you giving to the devil? 
with your words, with your thoughts. Right? I'm t- I, I, I personally was tired of giving the devil ammunition. I was tired of it. I was tired of saying stuff like that. And again, it's not that I never do ever again because we're human and we mess up, sure. But for the most part now, I try to be more uh, conscientious of what I say and what I think. Especially when it comes to this sin. Because the more ammunition you give the devil, the more he's going to use. Right? Pa- Pastor Sam of Pastor Sam Ascarino of Lighthouse Church says put it puts it this way, just in general for you guys is is if if you if you knew, or he, he put it and again I'm par- I'm paraphrasing here, but he says if the devil can't or if the devil would come to your life and knock or go through one door, and easily enter through that door, what door would that be? Right. Obviously, for this episode, we're talking about porn. But let's say you don't struggle with porn. What door would that be? If the devil can get to you the easiest way, what door would he have to enter through? Now, let me ask you, do you have that door guarded? Right? Do you have that door guarded? Do you know what your weakness is? For this episode, we're talking about porn, obviously. So guard the door, right? Again, you're going to have to do stuff you've probably never have done before. But it's worth it, guys. I can honestly say now, after going through all this, kind of sharing my little testimony a little bit, that pornography for me now is is something that's just not prevalent anymore by the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus. Because again, at the end of the day, this sin is causing people to treat other people like objects and ruin marriages and cause divorce. So again, step number one was confess it. Number two was change your environment. Number three is stay positive, right? Just throw away the shame. Throw away that shame. The devil wants to keep you in shame. And number four is keep moving forward. All right. And again, if you guys don't have no one to talk to about this, please reach out to me. I uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great, great, great rest of your day. Again, shout out to everybody that is struggling with this sin. Now, if you don't share, you know, again, if you don't struggle with the sin, please share this episode. Uh, send it to somebody that does. And um, again, I hope you guys are blessed by this episode, guys. I hope you guys are are really trying to make an effort. Make the effort. Don't give up. Stay positive. You guys got this. If I could do it, I know you guys can. And it's only by the grace of God and by the Holy Spirit that we're able to overcome. So God bless you guys.